I good now? Good morning. Good morning. Remind you about prayer cards. If you have a prayer request you want to share, please fill out the prayer cards now. Ask, raise your hand, and the usher will take care of you. I have several announcements. I have a huge number of announcements. They probably might have scrolled already, but just in case, uh, I've been asked to remind some of these, some folks, some of these things. Um, just for information, Jerry uh, Falal and Thomas Riley will be joining our church at 11 o'clock service. Um, Greer High School Chorus is singing at 11 o'clock service. You may want to take two services today. Next, this Sunday, excuse me, this Sunday, make a swish at 4 o'clock here in the Family Life Center. No regular Sunday night programs. Our first Wednesday supper is this week, on February the 6th. Next Sunday, we have Big Hug Sunday, for Sunday school, where our children's Sunday school classes visit, the adult Sunday school classes. And also, next Sunday, after, at three, from 3 to 5, is the, is the Bishop's Listing Session at Aldersgate United Methodist Church. Our Bishop Holston is going around every district, spending time and uh, enlisting uh, comments and questions from the laity, and you may want to come and be part of that conversation. Confirmation class begins today at 4.30. Now, I'll be in here to watch a little bit of the make a switch, but then if any confirmands are in here, we'll be going over to the United Methodist Women's Room, which is in the, uh, the, the building right here where the offices are at 4.30. I promise you, parents, I'll have them out by 5.30 so you won't miss any of the big game celebrations. Okay. Um, and a reminder that there is a family fun outing coming up. For the Bilo, at the Bilo Center for the Green, Greenville Road Warriors uh, hockey game. That's uh, sign-ups, I think, are now on the bulletin board. And money will be due in the uh, church office on February 24th. And they're going to meet at Fuddruckers like they did last year, if anybody would like to do that. And then, of course, the, the uh, game actually starts at 7. This is March the 1st at the Bilo Center for the Greenville Road Warriors. We are also, next Sunday, we are having a celebration of God's love to us and our love to each other is expressed through the, the gifts of our relationships. And I want to make a special uh, invitation to all to come and be part of this service, especially our widows and widowers, because we will remember your faithful journey too. We, ha we who are still on a journey need your witness. And so I pray that you'll come and... Uh, uh, Trust God to deliver to you a wonderful service next week uh, as we celebrate uh, love and relationships. Let's see, finally, we are having communion today. And I want you to know that, I, that uh, I, so, somebody had said that because of flu season, should we be doing intinction? So, I looked it up, and I want you to know that, believe this or not, that the Centers for Disease Control has actually made a statement that says you're not in any more risk 
uh, for flu, even if you use the common cup. Now, we don't use the common cup like our Episcopal brothers. That's where you drink from the cup. All we do is dip a piece of bread in the cup. So uh, I don't think you have anything to worry about, but it is perfectly okay, and it's always okay uh, anytime we do communion uh, if you only want to take the bread. That's okay within our denomination. So just remember that, okay? All right. I believe we're good, and that means it's time to stand and sing as we praise God today. Let us go. Oh, excuse me, I got one more, sorry. Please put your completed make a swish pledge cards in the orphan plates, okay? Thank you. One more quick offering. The youth will be at the exits of this service and the 11 o'clock service connecting the collecting Super Bowl offering for Greer Community Ministries. Um, so look for them on your way out. And if you got any extra change, we'd sure appreciate it.
are so thankful for that. We are so thankful that you have paid the price for our lives, Lord, so that we can just spend eternity with you in heaven. We're so excited about that, and we rejoice with that this morning, with that freedom of knowing that we can just be with you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for allowing us just to come to worship your name this morning. Lord, we give it all up to you today. We lay nothing back. We praise you with every ounce of our being. We love you, Lord. Amen. If you'll take this time just to turn and greet one another and tell them good morning, that we love you and we're glad to see you. And children, if you'll meet us on the carpet. Good morning. It's good to see everybody. Anybody got anything they want to talk about this morning? No. No? Me neither, really. We'll, we'll figure out something. Um, this afternoon, who's ready to play some basketball? I'm so excited about that. And we're going to get to make, do Make a Swish. Somebody tell me, why are we doing Make a Swish? What are we raising money for? School of the Deaf and Blind. Yes, the School for the Deaf and Blind. And um, do you know that we have somebody in our church that works at the School for the Deaf and Blind? Do you? Yeah. My friend Jocelyn works there, and she was real excited to hear that um, that we're doing the Make a Swish again this year. Um, I saw Leanna working really hard this morning, putting out little flyers on the chairs, right? And it's not too late. So tell all the adults around you that it's not too late for them to sign up to, to make pledges for you guys. Now, do we do have to do a little bit of a warning for, for our adult friends. Um, when e The very first year that you guys did Make a Swish, Eli was maybe two, and, um, and he was making baskets into the itty-bitty little baby one. You know the baby one they put over on the side? And so I thought, he's just two. He's not that tall. Certainly he won't make more than like two or three baskets, right? So I pledged like $5 a basket, and I thought, surely, you know, that's not that big of a deal. Well, um, when I, Miss Katie pulled a trick on me and everybody else, and um, when she mailed out the little flyers, I didn't get Eli's name. I got a scutter. Do you know the scutters? The scutters are very, very athletic boys. And um, Andrew Scudder made like 26 baskets that year in a minute. So it was, you know, we pledged a lot of money for the School for the Deaf and Blind, and we didn't feel that was, it was a good thing, but it was a little tricky for Miss Katie. So there's a little part on the pledge card. You can tell all the adults around you that if you want to just put a flat donation, they can do that too, okay? So they don't necessarily have to um, pledge per basket if they don't want to. But it's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful way for us to raise money for the School for the Deaf and Blind. All right? So I hope everybody comes out this afternoon. Everybody coming? Yes, and wear your basketball shoes. Just kidding. You don't have to. All right, let's pray. 
Even wear boots. All right. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the chance to serve you, even through basketball. Thank you for the chance to help others. In your name I pray. Amen. Let us pray. Oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Oh Lord, our God, you are our refuge, you are our hope, our trust. Uh, we run to you in times of trouble, oh God. We pray that you would hear us now as we seek to lift up the concerns of, of our congregation. Oh, Lord, before we could ever approach you, though, we must confess that even though you have loved us, we have not always loved you. Even though you have shown us the way to walk in the paths of righteousness, we have not always followed about your commandments. And so this day, oh God, we pray that you would pardon us again, remove our sin, um, forgive us, pick us up, put us on the right path, and help us to be the disciples you'd have us to be. Oh Lord, we ask that you'd incline your ear to us because there are many who we have concerns for this day. Uh, we, we pray for those in our congregation who are listed on our prayer list. Uh, we specifically uh, pray for uh, three who have been in the hospital or remain in the hospital uh, today. And we, we pray for them. Oh God, we pray for for Beverly Davis, Becky Singh, and Catherine Dobson. We pray, pray, oh God, for release from suffering uh, for those who may be in distress of any type, whether it be body, mind, or spirit. We pray that you give your strength uh, to all who need it this day and grant your peace to anyone who, who is mourning or, or who is in the last days of their life. We pray also specifically, oh God, uh, for Sherry and her family. Her, her mother has been diagnosed with cancer. We pray for comfort for Steve and his family who just lost his grandson. We pray, O oh God, for these prayers and others. And we pray, O oh Lord, knowing that you hear us. And we pray and accept your good and perfect will in this and in all things. As we come together now with one voice to say the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from the Gospel of Luke, 
chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Give attention now to the reading of God's Word. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, which is the Galilee, that's the Lake Galilee, with the people crowded around him and listening to the Word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. And so he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, later we call Peter, and asked him to put out a little from shore. And then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Now, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, he said, put out uh, into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night. I haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. And so they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch people. And so they pulled their boats up on shore and left everything and followed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we, we're so thankful for Scripture. We're so thankful to know how things occurred those, as you were beginning of your ministry. And we pray now through the power of the Holy Spirit that you would help us, uh, help us to hear and to respond. Amen. You know, I, I love this scene. I love all the scenes around uh, the shorelines of Galilee, both, both these scenes at the beginning of Jesus' ministry and, of course, the scenes after the resurrection. They, they are just beautiful, and they're heartwarming, and, they, and you can just feel them. And, and I will say to you that if you ever get a chance to go to the Holy Land, and we have, uh, we have uh, been contacted recently by uh, one of the people that tour, send tours over there, and and uh, said, you know, I know you're new at your church and everything, but hey, you know, maybe somebody would like to go. I went and put a tour once before, so y'all keep that in your mind. Maybe we will do a tour. It, they're usually done in September's or February's because of the weather, but, but if you can stand there on the shoreline of Lake Galilee and see and be exactly at these places where these things occurred, it's, it's powerful, it's powerful. This, of course, is about the calling of the first disciples. And this account from Luke begins with this miraculous catch of fish. And it seems to me that uh, on, uh, anyone who is in the fishing business could probably see several advantages of, of what happened that day. But as they struggle to bring in this great catch of fish, we hear Simon Peter actually tell his new benefactor to go away. To go away. And you see, this is the way it is with grace. It's freely given, but it's not freely accepted. And that's our human condition. Sometimes we want to hoard things for our personal gain. Other times we're so frightened by grace, we want to send it away. 
And when we come in contact with the divine presence and the offer of unconditional grace, more often than not, our human condition has a shrink. And we shrink from it and we act like Simon Peter and we become acutely aware, acutely aware of our own unworthiness, our own unworthiness. And it's also at this times that sometimes we grasp like Peter during these divine moments, we grasp like Peter, the, Jesus is a true identity. It often occurs to people when participating in means of grace that they understand Jesus' identity. Oftentimes it occurs in the mysterious presence of Christ in, in the cup and the, and the wine, the bread and the wine. You see, it's important for us to understand that not only is grace, free, grace freely given to us, but it's oftentimes, more often than not, given to us in ways we would not ordinarily expect. We don't ordinarily expect grace in some things, but it's in those things that God does act. And it's in those very things that we don't expect where God acts sometimes the greatest. Jesus is continuously offering to us in many ways and waiting patiently for us to respond in faith to His graceful offerings. But we do often fear. And we do often hold back. And it's important for us to hear in that fear and that holding back these other words of Jesus that day. Very clearly He said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. You see, this actually is the hopeful refrain of the church throughout the generations. In spite of all attempts to add asterisks with exceptions to that, grace has been the main line, the main word of God from the beginning. Ever since the rainbow set in the sky, ever since the angels appeared to the shepherds, grace has been God's one main focus that He repeats over and over again to us. And He tells us over and over again not to be afraid not to be afraid. Romans 8.1 says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the forgiving grace that sets aside forever the bad news of fearing God. And when Jesus invited Simon Peter and James and John to come along on this adventure that would be an adventure of a lifetime, He's enlisting us too in the restoration of God's rule of love and grace over His creation. Think about it one more time. Think this scene through. A night of futile toil. Nothing taken. Nets are empty. They're depressed. They're disappointed. They're dirty. They're smelly. They're exhausted. And yet Jesus met them right there where in that condition. Jesus met them where they were. We know how those fellows felt. We know what it's like to try to do our best, to do all we know to do and yet still come up short to fail. The discouragement and self-doubt during such times is profound in our life. And yet we all must admit that there has been at least one time in our life when we've experienced the opposite. We've experienced great success. Success beyond our wildest imaginations. You see, the thing is, is that even in the midst of this success 
here and now in this story or at any time in your own life, Jesus is there in effect saying to you, saying to them there that day, that as good as it is to be on the top, ever since from the very beginning, the Father has made it crystal clear, people are more important than fish. People are more important than success. People are more important than property or cars or boats or stocks or bonds, you name it. People are more important. People are more important and people also more important than counting the successes, than counting the fish. People are more important than counting the mistakes or the sins or anything else that might keep us from experiencing grace. People are more important. It's important for us to hear this day the, the gospel of good news which says that neither our sins nor our successes are what truly counts. What truly counts is how we respond to the message of grace as given to us. What truly counts is do we trust and believe Jesus? When He tells us not to be afraid, when He tells us to stop keeping score, do we believe and trust Jesus when He says, come and receive the gift of grace? Even though you've not done one thing right, do we trust and believe in Jesus that He can provide what we need through simple expressions of faith like a worship service or a bit of bread and a cup? Or do we still live in doubt? Do we still send Jesus away? Away from me, Lord. So we can catch the fish caught or lost. We can count the fish caught or lost. So that we can tally our scorecards and judge between ourselves who is better or worse than the other. We're doing one or the other always. And I'm here to tell you today that the God of all creation is still sitting in that boat. He's still calling all creatures unto Himself. And it's a call that He repeats in many ways and in many places and in many, in many opportunities and instances. And some will accept that grace and some will not. And that's the way it is of the world. But for those who can accept it, the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians some important words that I want to paraphrase to you. He says, this is from God. We didn't do one thing to earn it or deserve it, but God was reconciling us to Himself through Christ and has given to us a job. He's given to us a ministry of reconciliation, not a ministry of condemnation, but reconciliation. And because in Christ God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us who will believe, then we are ambassadors of Christ. And since God is making His appeal through us, we should be reconciled to God. We should not be afraid. We should be thankful to God because He's called you and put you on that grace-filled boat and you've got a job to do, whether it is the deckhand or whether you're the captain. You're on that grace-filled boat. And it's because of God 
It's because the sake God made through Jesus Christ. For Jesus to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become right with God. The effectiveness of that scriptural statement, and I just paraphrased, is played out each time. Each time we share the hope of the gospel, the hope of grace with someone. For as sure as the fish heard their Creator's voice and gathered around that boat so that they could be caught, as sure as the testimony of the eyewitnesses from that day to now, as sure as the continuing proclamation of the message through Christ's holy church, for as sure as the presence of God in the Lord's table and through worship and other things, we too have received the grace. We too have received the same offer of unconditional love from Christ Jesus. And so the question has to be always on our minds every day when we get up. The first question is, the fish, they heard the voice of their Creator. Will we? Will we? And so they left everything and followed Him. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you'll just remain seated, but let us share in the affirmation of faith as we prepare for the table. Join with me. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life in death and life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Let us take up our offering and then we'll have our service at table.
Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Pray us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's pray prayers of confession and intercession. Let us pray. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people here on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and you made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. And on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, he gave thanks to you, he broke the bread, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, Take eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and he said drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ, offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world, the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, 
until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. This is the bread of heaven, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, the cup of salvation. I'm asked Andy to come up first and partake, and then we will share it.
Let us pray. Eternal God, we give thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us stand and sing our closing song. God's blessing. 
May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit, may they be yours this day and each day. Amen. Have a good week.